Well, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together today. Uh, for Pam Pash, who was, who was our liturgist this morning. For Leanne Reitelbaugh for sharing her testimony today of who, she, who is Jesus to her. Thank you to our praise team and to our Wesley Choir, to Gary Brubaker. Thank you. As we continue in our series on freeing Jesus, we're talking about who Jesus is because we all have probably just a slightly different answer or just a different picture in our mind of who Jesus is. Whether that image may have baggage for you or it gives you freedom to think about who Jesus is. We've been talking about Jesus using Diana Butler Bass's book, Freeing Jesus, with Jesus as friend, teacher, savior, Lord, way. And this morning we talk about Jesus as presence. So would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> well, have you ever had just one of those times when you just like felt something? I mean, like, or that you heard a story about someone feeling something. Um, maybe it was something that, um, that, that happened that was good. Like, <clears throat> I just feel like I should call this person right now. And then you call them and it was just what they needed. Or you start thinking about someone and then you get a phone call from them or you bump into them at the store. Like you just have this feeling. I talked with someone once um, who told this story um, about feeling she um, she was driving home from work and she just felt like she needed to get a gallon of milk. And um, she didn't know why, but she just felt like she needed to go and get a gallon of milk. So she went to the store, picked up the gallon of milk, and as she's walking out of the store, bumped into someone she knew. And as they were talking, um, she said, you know, I, I just came here um, for groceries, but I can't afford everything. And so I couldn't get my milk today. And this woman just said, this is why I did it. Um, and so I gave her the gallon of milk so that she could feed her family. It was just a feeling that she had. Now, maybe you have one of those stories or you've had one of those times when you've just had just this feeling like maybe that you should do something or you should say something. And, and it turned out into this incredible, beautiful situation. And then there's some of those, um, those other times too, maybe when it's not such a good thing, when maybe you just felt like something was off or just something was wrong. Um, maybe you didn't feel well or you just didn't feel, just didn't feel right. Like just something is wrong. And, and then you went to the doctor and, and maybe it was a diagnosis of something that was really difficult. <clears throat> or maybe, you know, um, I talked with someone once who said, I just felt like something was going to go bad today and then a tornado hit my house. Sometimes we just get those feelings. Uh, there's been some recent studies that have done that have um, said how, how we should trust our gut um, because usually there are times when you can perceive something before it actually happens. Sometimes you, you just get a feeling. Now, thinking about this feeling, um, about feeling Jesus, maybe you felt like Leanne before where Jesus was just holding your hand. Maybe you felt things like a feeling of peace or maybe a feeling of, of hope or of joy, and maybe you couldn't quite explain or understand why you felt that way, but you just did. 
or maybe you felt something like a chill go up your, up your spine, um, or you've just felt like a warm feeling. Maybe you've been somewhere and you'd, <coughs> you just felt like you felt the spirit. Just a feeling. If someone asked you right now, where is Jesus? How would you answer that question? I think some people would answer, well, Jesus is in heaven, um, sitting at the right hand of the Father. I think some people would answer that question with, well, Jesus lives in my heart. Jesus is here. Where is Jesus? Now, another answer to that question is, Jesus is right here, right now. And also, Jesus is not here and somewhere else. Jesus is near. Jesus is far. Jesus is close. Jesus is distanced. Jesus is here and there. Jesus is everywhere. Kind of feels like a Dr. Seuss story, doesn't it? I think we get the, I think we get that in theory. We get that Jesus is near and far and close and distanced and, and all of those things. We get those in theory, <clears throat> but trying to determine or nail down Jesus' presence, where is Jesus right now, might be kind of difficult. Now, Jesus had a body that walked around the world. Jesus was God in flesh. And in the after of Jesus' resurrection, the church becomes Jesus' body. We are his hands and feet. And also, Jesus' presence is still felt. So now you are totally understanding all of this, right? You are like, ah, oh, it all makes sense now. And it's kind of complicated, isn't it? <clears throat> Jesus is here and there and near and far and close and distanced. And where is Jesus? Well, here we are in the season of Lent, um, in the beginning of Holy Week, as we as we begin this journey, and <clears throat> and sometimes it's easier to think about Jesus' presence in some of these big moments or these big high holy days, like today, like Palm Sunday, talking about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And this is a beautiful story. It's a big, important part of this journey. It's one of our high holy days. And so it's easy to think about Jesus' presence in those days. I mean, Palm Sunday is a big day where there is lots of cheering. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Hosanna in the highest. <clears throat> and this is the beginning of Holy Week. Remembering the passion of Jesus. We start with Palm Sunday as we lay the palms down, cry Hosanna, welcome Jesus into Jerusalem, leading into Maundy Thursday, where we remember and celebrate Jesus's last supper with the disciples, into Good Friday, when we remember Jesus' crucifixion and death. And then we pause and we wait on Saturday into Easter, celebrating Jesus' resurrection. Now, these are big days in the life of Jesus Christ. It, they're big days in Jesus' life and death. 
<clears throat> they're big days in the life of the church. I mean, we have some of these big, high, holy days where we remember Jesus' presence. And our faith is largely defined by these days, the incarnation at Christmas, the Last Supper, or when we celebrate communion, crucifixion, resurrection. These are core pieces to our faith, to our Christian faith. And so it's no wonder why these are important days in our church. And they're important days in our church calendar. But there's a big chunk of our church calendar, which is ordinary time. <clears throat> and it seems like maybe that's just boring, like it's just ordinary. And yet, most of life is ordinary, isn't it? I mean, even in the high holy days, there's a lot of ordinary. I mean, even if you think about some of the most important days in your life, a graduation from school, you have the ceremony and the pomp and circumstance, but there was also just walking to your seat or looking through the program or maybe your wedding day, which was a probably a beautiful and magical and, and full of love. And, and then there were times when maybe you got a drink of water. There are these incredible moments and there's also moments where there is ordinary, even in the high holy days. Even in our story today, before Jesus entered Jerusalem, there was this cult that was organized. I mean, was there a conversation with the owner before this? Did Jesus go to them and sit down and say, listen, someone is going to come here and ask for your cult and here's what they're going to say. Did they just have breakfast one morning and say, I think that someone's going to ask for our cult today. Did the owners know who Jesus was? <clears throat> In Luke's gospel before this, just before this, Jesus spent time with Zacchaeus and told parables. There were quite a few just ordinary moments. Or perhaps... What's extraordinary to one person might be ordinary to another. Jesus is a mystery, <clears throat> and not in the sense that, that Jesus can be, can't be figured out or that we're like detectives trying to piece together a puzzle, but in, in that Jesus is a revelation waiting to be discovered. Jesus is full of moments that are extraordinary and ordinary. Jesus is near and far. Jesus is close and distant. Jesus is here and there. Jesus is human and divine. Diana Butler Bass says, that is what Christianity proclaims. That beyond our wildest imaginings, the ever-creating love of the cosmos made its way into our small hurting world, living and dying with us and for us, and promises never, never, never to leave us alone. Love is in the world and inside of us, dwelling with us even as we dwell in it. There are things that are beyond our understanding. 
and also things that maybe we just sort of, we just know. Maybe we just feel it. Or maybe we can't. But we trust. And we trust in the promises made to us through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Through the presence of Jesus with us and preparing a place for us here and there, close and distant, near and far. Where is Jesus? Jesus is in the hospital room where a terminal diagnosis was given. He's in the ambulance, racing against time to give someone help. He's with a new mother holding her baby for the first time. <clears throat> He's in the car with the new driver, terrified of making a mistake. He's standing next to you, washing the dishes after dinner. He's on the mountaintop as your breath is taken away by seeing the beauty around you. He's in Bible study as people share about their life. He's in choir and bell practice as people use their gifts and their talents. He's in the offices of people inputting data into spreadsheets. He's in salons as people are making changes to their appearances and telling their stories. He's in the schools as children are learning math for the first time and then at home when the parents are learning math for the first time. He's in the places where bombs are falling and people are running for their lives. He's holding your hand as you make difficult decisions. He's in the combines as the farmers are in the fields. He's in the streets as cries and shouts of Hosanna and are being shouted. He's in the kitchen having coffee and conversation. He's praying on the mount when the disciples are sleeping. <clears throat> He's on the cross. He's in the tomb. He's weeping in the garden. <clears throat> Where is Jesus? He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Hosanna in the highest. Thanks be to God. Amen. <clears throat>